You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, this is your gold friend, Tracy Noel, and I am here with another episode of Wait on Purpose. And you know, I created this podcast, FUBU, for us, by us, and us, I mean single women who are optimizing our season of singleness by just building strong foundations in our queendoms. We're not waiting around, twilling our thumbs for someone to make us feel whole or worthy. We're not looking for someone to save us. We're not looking for any fairy tales. We want our Prince Charming to have a little scratches and bruises on him when he arrives, just like we have him. So we know the only way to find true happiness and peace is from within. And so we're doing the hard work. We're healing we're working on ourselves, we're walking in our divine feminine, um, as well as just optimizing every area of our lives during this season. So can you imagine if we as single women unpacked all of our baggage during this season before getting involved in long-term relationships, or if we were able to come to the table whole and secure in who we are and what we can offer, like, can you imagine that? Like, if we were able to bring to the table not only the chairs and the plates, but if we can bring our own tables, just how dynamic would our relationships be if we became who we wanted to attract? So as I stated before, I wanted um, to bring different perspectives, different opinions, different stories to the podcast other than my own. Um, I learned so much from my experiences, but I learned so much more from other people, their stories, just how they show up in the world. So um, every month I will introduce a powerful and phenomenal woman who I feel walks in her divinity and embraces her personal power, embraces her womanhood, someone who is optimizing this season of singleness with grace, um, and just building her queendom from all the stones and the dirt and the rocks that's been thrown at her from society. Um, this next woman I met through mutual friends almost 10 years ago, actually. This was um, at a time when I just started serving my community as um, an advocate for battered women living in shelters. And I remember just being so inspired by everything that she stood for. And until this day, she's still a kindred soul. And we really connected through our stories of being survivors of domestic violence. Um, Kai, she's better, um, or oh, I'm sorry, Kaiwanda, which is better known as Kai, she really prides herself in being a voice for the voiceless. She takes her personal life experiences and uses, uses them as a vehicle to deliver her testimony to inspire and empower others. She speaks to audiences on a variety of topics, including domestic violence, self-esteem, uh, teen pregnancy, sexual abuse, just to name a few. And you can find her serving her community on a regular. Her most recent and biggest accomplishment to date is receiving nominations and being awarded by the NAACP for her outstanding work in the community. Um, so she is truly walking in her purpose. So everyone, please welcome Kai. How's it going, love? It's going great. Thank you. How are you? I am blessed. Thanks again for uh, sharing this space with me today. And it's a pleasure. Great. And before we get started, um, can you just share what you are celebrating at this time? Like what, what are you proud of at this moment of your, uh, in your life? 
Um, in this current moment, I um, just got the phone call maybe two nights ago um, that I was nominated and voted um, in as the recipient for the 2019 uh, NAACP uh, Community Service Award. And so it's, I, I don't do things for recognition. I just like to be one of the people that just does the work because it, it needs to be done and because I, I believe um, in it wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly to be selfless, but um, to get such a call to receive an award of such honor from such a, a prestigious organization just um, felt great, you know, that, hey, after all that, that work, you know, we, we see you and uh, we're going to celebrate you. So it feels good um, just to, to know that I'm getting such an award. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Absolutely. Congratulations. That's definitely something to be celebrated um, and to be proud of. So again, thank you for allowing God to use you um, in such a powerful way. So again, congratulations thank and thank you for sharing thank that. You. You're welcome. So when I think of you and when I look at you, I see a survivor. I see a strong woman. Um, and like I said, a woman just walking boldly in her purpose. So, Kai, can you tell us your story from being um, a teenage mom to uh, being a survivor of domestic violence to being told that you would never walk again after a car accident to now walking boldly <laughs> in your purpose? Mm -hmm. um, like, how, like, how did you get where you are? Like, what is your story? Who are you? Um, well, yes, I was a teen mom, uh, 15, 15 years old, teen mom, had already experienced uh, domestic violence years before that. <laughs> and uh, by the time I was uh, 19, I was uh, pregnant with my third daughter um, at the time. And uh with that experience within itself, it just kind of, you know, I was so young, but I, I, I said, man, I, three daughters, you know, and, and knowing that I had already experienced domestic uh, violence, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, just, just so many issues I was going through uh, with my parents, you know, not being raised by them, um, you know, it, it really took a toll on my identity, you know, so I, I really didn't know who I was for a very long time. Um, and, and just through life's experiences, um, it just kind of helped shape me into the woman I am today. Um, through, through hard work, you know, um, I went on and had a, a son and then I was uh, laid off of work, you know, was making really uh, nice money, but I had got laid off, you know, maternity leave. And then I decided to, I didn't know what to do. And I just said, use what you know and make it work. <laughs> and that's what I did, you know, with, uh, I said, okay, let's try this out. So I had a lot of real estate experience. And so I just took that and I just reached out to everyone I knew. I was always collecting email addresses and business cards. So I just reached out to people and business started to come and money started to come, you know, and, and, uh, I was, man, I was doing good. I was excited. You know, I, I had even put my mom on payroll, my auntie on payroll, my children, um, was, you know, it was good. And, um, right at the height of all of that, um, again, domestic violence, uh, in the relationship, uh, 10 year relationship, um, I had dealt with a lot within the relationship, but I had just got so tired of fighting so hard to be seen, to keep a two-parent household. Um, you know, I didn't know if I could make it without a partner, with all these babies and, and things like that. So um, I, I, I lost it. I had a nervous breakdown, you know, and um, I was at a point where I didn't want to live 
anymore, you know, and I, um, I turned to alcohol, I turned to alcohol. And so I would, um, have to have a drink every night just to go to sleep so I can keep yeah. from crying and just go to sleep instantly. And so yeah. through that experience, um, so much trauma from that. So when I hit rock bottom and just lost everything, I absolutely had nothing. Um, I took my children and one suitcase and packed our whole life in one suitcase. And um, my mom bought us $1 megabus tickets and sent us to Missouri. <laughs> and uh, that was the birth of me. You know, I, I arrived in Missouri. I went to the beauty salon. I said, shave every piece of hair on my head <laughs> right now. <laughs> and that's what she did. It didn't look good. <laughs> I didn't feel good either, but it was a moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that's what happened. And, um, I just kept running into women. Um, my next door neighbor, uh, at the doctor's office, all of these women who were in abusive relationships or just got out or used to be, you know, that. And, um, it, it was just crazy. I didn't know what was happening. And uh, I got a call maybe a year later that my best friend of 15 years at the time, uh, mom had gotten murdered and she was like 50 plus years of age and she got murdered, you know, oh. and by domestic violence, um, by the she died brutally she was brutally murdered by the hands of her abuser and we had to call the police for a well check to go in her apartment and there she was and you can just imagine what we saw you know and uh it, it just changed my life you know and from that with me being a loyal friend i we was like well, how can we help our friend and so that's what birthed stand up, speak out. Um, that's how you and I met. And that's how it started, you know, and all the calls and letters and um, everything uh, all the time just kept coming in and um, just kept helping people. And before you know it, that's all I do. <laughs> so yeah. fast forward, that's, that's who I am. I am an advocate change. I'm an advocate for women. Um, I'm on a quest to raise awareness because we don't all know um, about it um, and that it can end in death, you know. So I, I go around and I go to schools. I teach kids. I hold classes. I partner with organizations and shelters and I, you know, I do so much um, on that uh, because of all those experiences. So if I had to say who am I, um, I pride myself being an advocate for, 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 for women, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And usually when you go through something as traumatic or witness something as traumatic, it can have one or two effects on you. Either it can, um, like what you did, you turned it around and made it your purpose to bring awareness to this or it can put you into a box where you are fearful and you don't trust and you are isolated and it, it becomes a detriment to your life. So thank you for turning this around and again, bringing awareness to this. Now we do have some of um, like our stories are somewhat similar, especially, mm -hmm. um, you know, not really growing up with our parents. I know my father died when I was three. My mother died when I was eight. And so wow. I know that I was looking for validation, love, and my identity outside of myself. Um, and I think one of, one of the main reasons or one of, one of the main purposes of a father is to show a child um, or introduce them like to their identity in some way. And that mother is there to kind of nurture that identity. Um, so I know that is why I found myself in a lot of abusive relationships because I just didn't know my worth. I didn't know my mm -hmm. power. Um, so my question is, why do you think it is so hard for women who are in these abusive relationships um, to first kind of remain silent about it? Um, I know why I did 
um, but also to stay in abusive relationships that are not good for them. Like, wh why do you think us women, like, why do we do that? What is one of the reasons that you have discovered from talking to so many women as well? What I find is the disconnect is with self. Mm -hmm. I think it has everything to do with our confidence mm -hmm. and our esteem and value that we either don't know exists or it is accompanied with fear. Mm -hmm. So I relate it to confidence because I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I saw it with my mother, my aunts, my sisters, myself, my best friends, everybody. Confidence. I was afraid um, to go. I didn't have the confidence to believe I can make it without this person. Um, money, you know, um, just believing that, hey, I can do it. I can spread my wings. I can fly. It's okay to start over. I can leave everything. We don't have to hang on to stuff. You know, someone else will love you. We hang on to Oh, the good times. Oh, he's really great when he does this or the little kind gestures keeps you or reminds you why you're with him. And yep. um, we give ourselves so many excuses. We ignore the red flags. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I just think if you were to sum it all up to me, in my opinion, it's related to confidence and, and the lack of connection with with self. And so. I think, uh, how do we change it? Uh, I, you know, I don't know that answer 100%, but I think a part of it is to teach it and to become aware that it's urgent. It's like a 911 call for you to be connected to yourself, for you to teach these children while they're young. Because if you're seeing it young, right? Like I was seeing my mom go through this, so very young and then I'm 13 getting pistol whipped and spit on and thrown out of a car and all you know what I'm saying like I had yeah. no business going through that yeah so confidence I, I think I totally agree just you know just not knowing your worth and like I said you know it starts when you're young and if you don't hear that or if it's not ingrained into you at a young age that you matter and that you are worthy then like I said you will you know you, you won't think that you are so you will allow any and everything to happen to you now I know you mentioned some some red flags what are some signs um, just kind of looking back on your old relationships that now you see now like okay that was a red flag that you can share with us um yelling at me um if i can't have you nobody can uh i do this because i love you mm -hmm. nobody's gonna want you like i do or love you like me um you, you know, just some of those things. And you can watch how, and if we're just talking about being a woman in a relationship with a man, uh, on that level, it's just, uh, how does he treat his mother? How does he treat his sister? Does he yep. call women the B word? You know what I'm saying? Uh, what does, you know what I mean? How does he, what type of friends does he hang around? You know, all the answers are right there for you, <laughs> but we don't pay attention. To, to that you know what I mean so we just because we're looking for love so hard we, we just it's there we see it but we don't see it because we can't see it because we're looking for one thing validation connection love affection um you know that thing so it's so much easier to just be like ah you know we just couples go through things I mean you know what I'm saying uh people be together 50 60 years I'm sure you know you give yourself all the dramatic excuses um yeah but yeah red, red flags and you're and, and you know as a person that nobody can tell you 
that gut instinct, that you gut know, instinct. that inner voice. Yep. Yeah, that intuition that we that speaks so loud, we ignore. We ignore it. Yeah. And like that possessiveness, and like you said, <laughs> um, there were times where I was with a man, and like his mother and sister would flat out ask me, like, why? Are you? why are you with him? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you with him? And not only that, I mean, my sister, my oldest sister, I brought one of, um, one of the most abusive men who, who I actually almost lost my life to, um, brought him around. And she said the first time she met him, she said, it's something about him that ain't right. Like she saw it in his eyes. Um, and I, and I asked her, you know, going back, like, how did you know? She was like, just the fact that he couldn't look me in my eyes, he didn't shake my hand, you know, she was just telling me all of these things that she saw, you know, that I didn't see, you know what I'm saying? But like mm-hmm. you said, the flags are there. We just don't um, pay attention to them. And not only that, but if you don't, if you don't know what that looks like, like if you don't know what, what love and respect from a man looks like, um, it, it's easy to distort it right to whatever this man is doing to you so um what should we do if we see um if we're just kind of out and about and we see a man hitting a woman um or abusing a woman you know what 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 should we do a lot of people have mixed feelings about it you know like i'm not gonna touch that you know that's their business she's gonna be right back with them you know like a lot of stuff that we hear people saying what would you do if you saw someone being abused in public i'll be honest (laughs) i'm gonna jump in i you know try to intervene um today the woman i am today that's what i would do I think um, silence hides violence. Um, see, uh, see something, say something. I, I believe in that. Uh, not turning the cheek, you know, helping thy neighbor. Um, because that can be you. That can be your daughter. Not, not saying you go up and attack that man, but, you know, maybe you can call 911 mm-hmm. without, or maybe you can, if, you know, if it's, not too much happening maybe you can say hey are you all right you know or or something you know it's just helping or if you have a friend and you know they're in a high risk situation um just talk to that friend a lot of times if it is a friend and you and like you said a lot of people feel like oh she's going to go right back okay maybe she will and facts state that it takes about eight times for a woman to leave before she's actually gone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they do. We do go back. Um, Not everybody does, but a good size of the population do. Um, But just being a good friend, uh, when they come to you, just be there. You know, sometimes just being an ear, just offering a hug is enough. You know, just saying, hey, you're beautiful. Just, you know, stuff like that. It helps, you know. Um, join things in your community. There's a green dot training that it's it's called bystander mm-hmm. training, where it's just like you said, if you see something, what do you do? Do you keep walking? Um, th- this, uh, if you can just Google green dot bystander training on ending violence, it gives you tips, uh, you know. And, and things, what you can do to help. So I just think uh, just awareness, educating yourself without putting yourself at risk um, because I've, I've done that too. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, for sure. And I, I have a story actually of, of intervening. Like, and it wasn't um, in the midst of it. I can remember, you know, I'm coming out of Burlington Coat Factory over there on 87th and Dan Ryan. And I come out and this young woman, she got her young girl with her. She stopped me and she asked me, you know, can I see your cell phone? Can I use your cell phone? Um, You know, I got to call my mom. You know, my boyfriend kicked me and my baby out of the car. And so she needed to call her mother to pick her up or to call him to tell him to come back with her car. And as I'm letting her see my phone, you know, I just get to ask her. I'm like, 
is he abusive to you? I'm like, she couldn't be no more than 23, 25 years old. You know, um, you know, is he abusing you? You know, mm. and she, and she, um, cause I mean, I just saw, you know, just instantly, you know, that connection. Okay. This man just kicked you and your baby out, you know, like I, like that's, it just felt so familiar. And so she told me, yeah, you know, and just we had this this connection where I just kind of told her my story and she was telling me everything that he was doing to her. And we just started crying like me and this stranger who didn't know mm -hmm. anything about each other. We shared that same story through abuse and we talked and I text her mom, you know, um, told her mom to say my number or whatever. So the man comes back to try to pick her up. And I told him, no, you know what? I'm going to take her home. Um, and you can drop off, you know, her car at her mom's house or whatever. Um, but we kept in contact for months at, you know, after we spoke, wow. um, she left the dude, she went back to school, um, during the time that I was really connecting with her, she was looking for a job and I won't take credit for her doing all that. I know, um, you know, she was going to get her life back together, period. But I know that God used me that day to connect with that young girl, just to kind of remind her you know, how worthy she is, that there's a way out, that she don't deserve that. She has someone looking up to her. And so you never know yeah. what you can say to plant a seed in someone's head that maybe they will go back with that man that night, but you can plant something in their mind and their spirit to where they do get that confidence and that courage to leave. So I think mm -hmm. it's so important to speak up and, um, speak out right if you see something say something like I think it's very important um, to do that especially as women um, so yeah um, so we are going to go into the part of the interview where um, I asked you some of the questions that were related to the five uh, numbers that you um, chose these are just like kind of random questions so are you ready for that okay yeah all right what do you know for sure? What do I know for sure? Yes. That I am worthy. Absolutely. Um, what is the last book you've read and what did you take away from it? Um, well, I'm actually to be quite honest with you, I just picked up uh, a touch point Bible <laughs> the past couple of weeks. I've been, um, I've been just so inspired and I've been uh, reading the book of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. I've been reading that a lot. Um, and, you know, it, it just added a lot of, um, confirmation to a lot of things I have been feeling. Um, it inspired me also. And uh, it, it kind of spoke to who I am as a person, you know, just through um, the Lord's eyes and, you know, the things that the Bible say. It, uh, it It's just, to be honest, it's just never... I, I really never read it. <laughs> and so I, I'm just so, so into it. I just, I, I wake up every day and I read it and I, I, you know, take away and I, you know, make notes and um, I'm just, I'm just having a good time. Yeah. That's definitely one of the most powerful books in the Bible to me. Um, so much wisdom in there. So much wisdom. Um What's one unique skill that has contributed to your success that you think you have or that you know you have? Uh, bringing people together. Mm. I realize that I am really good at that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that that was really a skill. Uh, but it is, it is, and I think that it's um a part of God's work too. Now that I'm getting more more deeper within myself, I, I feel like it, it's an act of of God of community. But I I am really good at bringing people together, 
in in the most uh, positive way. You know, I mend relationships with, with friends who were feuding or haven't talked for years, but because I may know one on this side, one on the other, I'm able to bring them together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can put together empowerment events and people want to join in um, just because, and they feel good about it. So it, it's just like um, I realize that that's a skill that I have. It's definitely yeah. a skill. Um mm-hmm. And and I think as women, um, this one thing I'm learning in this season of singleness is um, it's really easy, especially in this society, to adopt this competitive type of spirit with another woman. Um, mm-hmm. For like for some reason, like you know, I feel like there's like this feminine energy and this masculine energy. I think masculine is more of an internal or external type of energy where it's like competition, goal oriented, you know, just actually mm-hmm. doing. And the feminine is more, you know, collaboration, right? Divine connections, um, more of just being. And, and so it's, it's really um, powerful when a woman can walk in her divine feminine and collaborate and connect with another woman instead of trying to Mm -hmm. compete you know and so being a connector of women or people in general that's a very good good skill to have I think for anyone um and like you said not a lot of people can do it so Mm -hmm. um, that's good and what is um in your opinion the difference between living and existing Um, because we all exist, you know, if you're alive, you wake up, you're existing, um, in this world, you know, but living, I think is to be alive, is to, um, embrace the journey, is to acknowledge, um, mistakes, um, admire your growth, um, building, creating memories, um, you know, just doing things uh, with yourself, helping others, I think it's living because uh, we're, we're all going to be, put, we're all here. We were, we were put here, mm-hmm. uh, which we had no control over, you know, uh, when you were going to arrive here. Right. And you necessarily don't have control over when you leave here, but you have all the control over what you do while you're here so I think living is what you do in between you know um so which is I think is in which is the journey and it's to be embraced you know the ups and the downs so live out loud unapologetically be yourself don't be afraid to fail um, challenge yourself, hold yourself accountable, and others demand your respect. Treat people well. Do things that you've always wanted to do. No, nothing's too small or out of reach. Uh, I think that's just that to me. That's living yes. when you're when you're ready to just conquer and be the best version of yourself, and not just exist. You know, just letting time fly on by. You know, and just not being who you were brought here to be. So I think it's legacy, you know? So. Yeah, I love that. Speaking of legacy, what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that I was someone who just wanted to make a, a stain on the world. You know, I just want my name to be a good name you know reading proverbs it says a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches right so to to me legacy um it's not about money it's not about fame but i just want my name to ring for years upon years generations after generations just upon just by the work that i've done so i just while I'm here, I just want to do the work. So that way the work speaks about me way long after I'm gone. So I want my legacy to speak for me 
much louder when I'm gone than while I'm here, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does actually. And and you're you're yeah. definitely walking in your legacy. You um are a living legend, I like to call it. So um so what or this is I think the last this is the last question that you chose. Are there any uh, resources that you have or that you came across that kind of helped you on your journey that you can kind of say, wow, that helped me. Um, you know, that resource really helped me in a time that I needed it. You know, something like that, any type of resource or tool that helped you along your journey. Um, well, I'm, I realize that I like, um, quotes I'm, I'm a quote chaser and mm-hmm. I like quotes and affirmations and things like that I think um speaking life into yourself uh helped me uh I'll share the one that well two that I think I'm going to go to the grave with but uh we must be the change we want to see right that's my, Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. So that's my favorite quote of all time. In order to see change, we must first become that change. So I kind of try to live along that. I make mistakes. I make mistakes today. You know, I'm not perfect. And I think that's the beauty of it is that, hey, I you can still help people as you're healing. You can mm-hmm. still help people as you learn, even through your mistakes, you can help teach people how not to make those mistakes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just quotes, quotes keep me going. I, I mean, I get them on my phone every morning. I share them with people. That keeps me alive. It keeps my mind healthy. Um, you know, that it keeps toxic energy away from me. I don't welcome it in. So that is the most valuable resource to me. And uh, through, through that, uh, I found something uh about bounce back power so really quick um yeah so really quick it's uh so a little bit of a link they're very quick so uh it's about palm trees and i always wondered as a kid i was born in california originally but i loved palm trees but Mm -hmm. i didn't really understand anything about palm trees so I read a quote that kind of elaborated and caught my attention about palm trees. So um, it's a scientific proven fact that palm trees, they do not break. Okay. So in a storm, right? Life in a storm, you know, you're, you're, you're swayed left and you're swayed right. So palm trees in the storm, they, 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 they're thrown left, they're thrown right they hit rock bottom, they hit the ground, Mm -hmm. but they do not break. So after the storm, they stand upright. Mm. And you would have never known Mm. that that palm tree been through such a storm. You know, it stands upright, beautiful and strong, you know. And so they have a little magic, what we like to call bounce back power so I tell everybody I meet that story because you're a palm tree Mm. (laughs) you're a palm tree you know what I'm saying and because we all go through storms we're all knocked down you know what I'm saying but this experience is temporary this storm is temporary it's not gonna break me because It's a moment. I'm going to bounce back because I have the power to do so. And I'm going to stand tall, upright, like I've never been through anything, but you don't know my journey. I'm a palm tree. I, you know? love so I just that. tell people that all the time. Ugh. And that's what got me walking again in that, in that accident because I'm a quote chaser and because I hold on to stuff like that, it kept me alive because I, I could not. I was thrown out of the highway off the I-44 in the vehicle. The, the brakes just stopped. It was not a car accident crash. And then just the brakes wouldn't go out on the highway. It ejected me. First time I ever didn't wear a seatbelt. Don't make that mistake. But it threw me out, broke my neck, broke my hip. My brain was swollen and bleeding. Uh, I mean, I'm just a mess. You know, I got staples. So they said, you'll never walk again. You'll be paralyzed. I found that I had high blood pressure, diabetes, I mean, a brain tumor, you know, what? So I 
was like losing it. But my very best friend came from Chicago. You know her, Tasha. She came from Chicago. I woke up. She was standing over me. She had an index card, and she had some markers in her hand. And she said, I'm waiting on some tape so I can post this on your wall above your bed. And it said, bounce back like the palm tree. Okay. So that was a story I told her and she told it back to me at a time where I had hit rock bottom. Mm. I was on the left and the right. And that is what got me walking because it built my confidence and it made me strong and stand upright and tall. Like I've never been through an accident. You'll never know because I'm walking, I'm driving, I can dance. All the things we take for granted, I can turn my neck left and to the right. All the things I told I would never do again, but I'm doing it. So, you know, just face. Yeah, man, that's so powerful. That's that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That's when you know you're here for a reason. Like, you yeah. know there's a purpose for you, right? The, 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 the yeah, enemy, that's what the enemy can destroy you, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's mm-hmm. powerful, Ty. Um, and so one of my questions was going to be like, when you feel like giving up, I know it can be hard to be a single mother and, you know, still trying to serve your community and still trying to serve God and serve yourself and be a good friend, um, you know, balance your career and your finances and provide for your family. Like when you feel like giving up, when it's like, okay, this is getting overwhelming. Like what keeps you going is the affirmations and the quotes. Is that the only thing that keeps you going or is there something else that really kind of keeps you in the game and, you know, keeps you going when things are getting tough and you want to bail out? Um, Yeah, I have those moments um, often, you know, when it's it's overwhelming, I'm tired Mm -hmm. I'm doing so many things and you have five children I have. So it's like, you know, it's rough. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard trying to do all of that and still try to have time for yourself, which I really don't do that. But I think when I have moments where my mind can slip and go there, um, I I just know I, I, I can't. And and I think that is a tribute to mental health, um, you know, and I, I, I give credit to that is it's mental health and, and just knowing that I can't, you know, the Lord didn't bring you this far for you to give up, you know, and, and you, it's a it's a greater purpose. And, and so, yeah, affirmations. I mean, you know, my mind and just speaking life when I know that. When I know who I am, I know that I can't give up. So when I have those moments, I just have to remind myself who I am. You know, I got yeah. good good friends who will remind me, like, girl, what? You know, and, and they'll tell you the truth. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's a good, uh, my circle of influence. I can turn to my circle of influence and be reminded and be, refill your cup, you know, because it can get empty. So, yeah. Yeah. And- that was the, the next question I was going to ask you, but I think you made a good point about just having that strong, motivating reason why. I think that's one mm-hmm. of the reasons a lot of people give up because they don't, they can't connect with that deeper why. Like, why am I doing this? Like, so when it does right. get tough, you can kind of go back to that and say, okay, this is why I'm doing it. Tapping out is non you know, like it, it's, it's not, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not an option, right? So I like that yeah. you touched on that. But yeah, I, I did want to ask you, like, how do you pour into yourself? I think Ayana um, um, Vonzon said it the best when she was like, um, you know, we have this like this cup, you know, that that, you know, my cup overflows. And she said, you know, but everything in the cup is mine and the overflow is for everyone else. Um, and and mm-hmm. I think I think that we got into a, a society where if you do things for yourself, if you um, pour into yourself, then you're considered selfish when I feel like it's very essential to pour into yourself. And um, that's just going back to that masculine energy when you feel like you got to do, 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 action, 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 help this person, help that person, you know, and you're stretching your bandwidth. 
to where now you don't have any time for you, you're overwhelmed. So I think it's really important that you pour into yourself. So what is one thing that Kai does to pour into herself um, and to practice self-love? Um, not afraid to just be alone. I have um, a little thing with my children when I say, uh, I say, mom's off duty because we're really never off duty. But mm-hmm. I say, I'm off duty for a minute. And I, if it's even just 30 minutes or um, I just come in my room, I, I close the door. I, I like dim light. I love incense, mm-hmm. uh, a good aroma. You know, that makes me feel good. Just little yeah. stuff, you know, little yeah. stuff like that. Um, I think I'm happy with stuff like that. If I can just go sit outside, you know, um, you know, just little things, uh, just to myself and, um, some good music, uh, you know, just things like that. Uh, but that's a, that it's a struggle. It's, it's a struggle because you have to make yourself do that when you're always thinking and working for everyone else. It's very hard to do that, but you have to, you owe it to yourself. To, yeah. to do that because you can't keep running on E and, and not there should be an overflow and uh, you yeah. because your cup should be full but sometimes we just feel selfish if we take the time but I think it's just necessary but um that's been a struggle but I just do little things like that yeah. um to just stay to myself yeah I think that's important that you take that time that self-reflection to kind of yeah, I think it's important, especially for you, because like I said, you know, you're always serving and, and, and helping and doing something. So it's good to know that you do take that time. I want to challenge you to do more of it. Okay. So, so why are you single? It's hard. Uh, just because, you know, uh, I had to take a lot of time off because when you've been through so much trauma, you really don't know how to be by yourself. Um, you don't know how, because you get you get mad, right? You, you're mad. You're angry. I, I went through a period where I was angry. I was depressed. I was not happy. I was wearing all black, you know? Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, so I had to come out of that and it took a very long time to do that. And so I think that, um, I just need to be right within myself, um, a little bit. I, I try <laughs> to, you know, open myself up and, and, and date, but you know, it, it's, you know, how that goes. So I just, uh, I, I, I'd like me, you know, so I just, I just like me. And, um, I think when it happens, it, it'll be, every, the world will know, right? Okay. So I think uh, until then, I'm just quiet. You know, I just get myself together, going through situations and just trying to be my best self. And I think um, I'm getting there. I think I'm, uh, I just want to really be content with who I am. And uh, I think I'm really just coming into that you know because you can help people all day but when you don't know who you are when you go home at night after out here in the community and and you're alone and -hmm. you're crying right or you're trying to get something to drink just to feel like I got to take the edge off you know I I should you know you you should be able to do that um, j- just by being with yourself, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, I, I used to struggle with that. So I think now, um, I'm, I'm so much better and, uh, I, I'm just waiting now, <laughs> just waiting. So yeah. yeah, waiting on purpose. And so mm-hmm. if, if you can say, um, anything about your last relationship, like what would you say that it, it, it taught you? You know, it taught me to never go back, to never go back, because that's what I did. I kept going back because I kept looking for change that was not there. And I kept making myself think there was change and it was not. So don't look in the rearview mirror. Go forward. Do not go back because you left for a reason. Um 
and just work on you. So I, I it taught me it taught me that because a place I didn't want to be. So yeah. I got tired of that. I got tired of myself because it's it's not you can't blame nobody after you just keep doing it. You, yeah. it's, I got to stop. It's me. You know, what is it about me that, you know, forced or not forced, but had, why did I keep going back? You know? So I just, uh, I had to dig a little deeper within me and, and just realize, you know, don't, don't go back. You yeah. know, you, you, you deserve so much more and you know, it's not right. So I learned to listen to my inner voice and I learned to really realize my worth and it's not worth going back because you have to also realize especially when you're a mom you got people watching you yeah <laughs> you know you teaching your son uh that you know the kind of woman you know how how do I treat women or what kind of women or your daughters you know mm-hmm. if I don't want my daughters to keep doing that Hey, I I can't keep doing it. What what am I teaching them? You know, so it all that has to click. You know that all that has to click, and um, which it makes sense. You know, so I learned the biggest lesson I learned is to love myself enough not to go back because it's not worth it. Yeah, keep it moving. Yeah. Um, and what's, and what's one thing that you feel every woman should have? Um, a good girlfriend, (laughs) a good girlfriend is so important to, to just have, uh, somebody to talk to, I, I think, um, or a therapist <laughs> because you need people to talk to, you know, a life coach, you know, get, because it's, it's important to let that stuff out um, with someone who who's worthy of receiving it, you know, just, just to have an outlet because I think every woman needs an outlet or a hobby or, or something uh, that she can rely and depend on. Even, even if it's just a relationship with herself, I think every woman needs that. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's always good to have someone to to hear you, even if they're not talking back, but just to, to hear. You. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's important, especially um, to have someone to share that space with you. And, you know, like when I was going through depression, that's something that, you know, I build up this wall. I didn't have anyone to share, mm-hmm. you know, to share those moments with, to bounce, you know, just my thoughts off you know what I'm saying so but looking back at it now and the women that I have around me now it's a totally different type of energy when you can be transparent mm-hmm. and vulnerable and someone can hold that space with you right you don't always yeah. have to be positive you know you can cry you can be angry you know you can yeah. so I think that's really important a girlfriend or a friend or someone to talk to mm-hmm. excellent excellent um so one last question, um, or my second to last question is, you know, on this podcast, um, I do share with my listeners ways to earn, save and grow their money. So can you share maybe one thing that you do to either earn, sh- save or grow your money? Um, earn, save, grow. Yep. Either one. Said, um, okay. Okay. Um, I think, um, earning, I think it's, um, I think multiple streams of income, Mm -hmm. uh, is, is important because if one goes out, you have nothing else coming in. So I think it's important to find a strategic way to do that for yourself that works within your time and balance, um, I think is important to make the money um save i i would say save by living below your income if you get a pay raise don't start going out there spending more money stay where you're at you know just Mm -hmm. save because when you got enough nest then you can do more but but be wise about your dollar don't spend it because you have it um pay your bills 
first. first. Pay your bills first because you have to have a roof over your head. Um, you don't want nothing getting disconnected. You got to provide for those children. Um, so I, I would say the best lesson I learned um, with saving is to live below your income. Yeah. And then and then you'll be able to save, especially if you have multiple streams of income, which will grow your money. Yep. And um, I, I think, you know, try, try to find an investment um, in some, some kind of way that will um, you can invest that will give you a good return. Um, start small, you know, and uh, always be aware. I, I think we can't stress enough about uh, financial literacy, mm-hmm. um, you know, to grow to, to all of that. Grow, save, uh, everything is financial literacy, education, educate yourself, educate your children um, about, you know, checkbooks. Uh, overdraft protection, like uh, all that, you know, yeah. it's, it's rough out here, you know, yeah, it <laughs> all is. that gro- growing up, robbing Peter to pay Paul, scratch that mentality, let it go, bury that thought, you know, just find a way that works for you living below um, your income. Cause I, I get it. it. It's, it's tough. So I, yeah, I get it. But yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. You know, take those baby steps. That's good. Um, yeah. And last question is, um, you know, who is God to you? Like, like who is God to you? Everything. Um, he's everything. I think that uh, that's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Uh, I think that he's real. Um, there's no doubt there. Uh and, and and that's honestly what what I would say because it, that's just it. You know, he's yeah. real and he's he's everything and he's everywhere and he has you and he's he's faith. You know, so just believe. You know, I just believe. So yeah. regardless of a religion, you know, um, just there's God. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just believe in God and I just think he's real and he's everything. That's it. He's everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what services do you provide and how can we reach out to you, um, connect with you? Um, well, I mean, I pretty much, my phone number, uh, text me. <laughs> um, I just put, I just put myself out there like that. So that's, that's really the best way to reach me is, is text me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, 417-709-1762. Text me. If you find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com, Kaiwanda. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really the, the way I, I, that I gotta be real with you. I gotta get better with updating my online social links and things like that. But mm-hmm. t- texting me works best. Um, you know, that's really it. Uh, okay. And then um, services is just, I come out, I talk, I will march. If, if I need to come rescue you out of a situation, I'm coming, uh, <laughs> you know, just call me, text me. <laughs> and you're yeah, also, that, that's, um, the, that's the best way. You're mm-hmm. also like a life coach, empowerment coach as well. So if someone needs a life coach, yeah. they can contact you for that as well. Yes. Um, I, I do that too. Um, awesome. I, I conduct um, speeches on different on different topics, as you had mentioned earlier. Um, I, I come out. I go, you know, go to schools and things like that. So, awesome. um, and my website, kaiwanda.com. That's probably the you know spell it out right there. That's the best way. Yeah, that has everything. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that information. And the last part of this interview um is what i'd like to call put inspiration on it um and so i'll give you a word like a random word um and i want to see how you can kind of spend it into something positive and motivating that we can leave our listeners with so are you ready i'm ready okay so the word is fire fire um since I'm a quote chaser, I probably got one in my mind already. Um, fire. I would say to, I can't quote who said this, but it says, be fearless 
in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. So that thing that's burning inside of you that that you just have a strong desire for uh, to conquer the world, to start that business, to work on your credit, be fearless in whatever it is. Go for it. You can do it. If you don't know, no one else will know. So believe in you. So, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for connecting with me, Kai. It's been such a pleasure just sharing this space with you today. You came with so much wisdom and grace, like you always do. So thank you. Thank you. And um, I want to thank you all again for joining me for another episode of Wait on Purpose. And remember, this season of singleness is for a divine purpose. So I hope you find it and continue to walk in your true divinity and your personal power unapologetically. So until next time, love, peace, and light. Bye. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.